Merhaba, Arkadaşlar, it's Kristen again. I wanted to let you know that this week's episode is a little different. Um, we had some scheduling conflicts and things that came up last minute where we just were not going to have time to record uh, for Central Kapama Volume 33. So in lieu of that, we didn't want to leave you with nothing. So we are actually re-releasing an old episode from Season 1 of the podcast. It originally aired on June 5th of 2019 when a bunch of our listeners shared their own love stories with us because, you know, why do we all love our romantic DZs if not for love? So we thought it'd be really cool to hear some um, real love stories that, you know, sometimes are even better than the fictional ones. So we uh, recorded an episode with everyone's stories that had submitted to us back then. We had a lot of fun reading them. We had a lot of fun um, sharing them with you all. And since it's an older episode when we were brand new, I thought maybe a lot of our newer listeners who found us through Sunshall Kapama haven't heard uh, those stories yet. So we are releasing that episode today. Um, next week, Ashley and I will be combining Sanchal Kapama volumes 33 and 34 in like one mega episode. So it's not that we're not going to cover episode 33. We just weren't going to be able to um, do it this week. So um, I hope you guys enjoy these love stories. They were really sweet and fun to read. And if you feel so inspired after this episode and have a love story of your own you want to share with us, please feel free to email that to us, um, dizzy4dzpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe it's your love story. Maybe it's your parents' love story. Maybe it's how your grandparents met. Um, we would love to hear it because, you know, if we get enough of them, maybe we can release another one of these bonus episodes um, in the near future. So, all that to be said, hope y'all are having a great week and uh, here is our re-release of Your Love Stories. All right. Merhaba. <laughs> Welcome to a special episode of yes. Dizzy for Dizzy. I'm Ashley. I'm Kristen. And today we're actually going to read your stories. Back to you. Yeah, you your love us. stories to be precise. Right. So because... we reached out mm -hmm. on Twitter and um, a couple other places and we basically asked everybody um, to go ahead and submit. We want to know your love stories. Right. Because... Uh, Real life is often better than fiction or yes. just as good. Uh -huh. So I think that so many people have great stories of how they met. Right. Lots of good meet cutes or mm -hmm. just stories of how they ended up with their um, significant other. Yeah. I think, I think you know, obviously all of us watch the show. Mm -hmm. So we're clearly romantics mm -hmm. <laughs> in some way or another. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's very easy to get discouraged when you see this fiction playing out on screen. Yes. And you can... And think my life isn't nearly as yeah. romantic or dramatic as that. Right. And, you know, and it might not be as dramatic or it might not be... But you know what? Like, everyone's love story is different and mm -hmm. unique and special to them. So we thought it would just be fun to remind ourselves of that. Yeah. So we got a pretty good response. Yes, we did. So uh, we're just going to read these back to you guys from the people who submitted them. 
So the first story we're going to do is uh, was sent in by my friend Rod, and he actually has his own podcast, and he's been super supportive of us and our podcast from the beginning. He has. He runs this awesome blog called uh, The Irrelevant Blog, and uh, his podcast is also called The Irrelevant Information Podcast. We will link the blog and the podcast in the show notes for today. Yes. So you guys can check it out. He does irrelevant stuff. It's all like random stuff for his uh, podcast episodes, but they're actually really interesting. Yeah, I just listened to the Bayleaf episode yesterday mm-hmm. and it was really funny. They're like 15 minutes long. They're just fun yeah. listens. Yeah. And, you know, you learn something new. Yeah. Like, and and it's always kind of whatever is interesting him at the time. Right. Like he talks about the idea of having nightmares from mm-hmm. the food that you eat before uh-huh. you sleep because obviously that's something we've all heard. Right. That you can have food nightmares. So that's one of his most recent episodes. He talks about Instagram museums. So, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of interesting stuff. And you guys should should check him out. Yes. And a quick fun fact, he kind of got the ball rolling for us to start our podcast. He, Yeah, he helped. He, he did. actually gave me mm-hmm. one of his microphones. Yep. And I'm talking on it right now. That's right. So thank you, Rod. So thanks to Rod. Yay. <laughs> so this is his story of how he met his wife. Mm-hmm. He says, hey there, Chris and Ash. Here's a story of how I met my wife, or rather how I first actually, quote, met my wife, meaning the first time I actually considered her something other than just a random person. We both attended the same church, so she was always kind of around, but I never really considered her anything other than just some girl at church. I didn't really register her, register on her radar either, to be honest. The first real encounter slash conversation happened at a mutual friend's wedding. Here's the real plot twist. I was supposed to go to this wedding with another girl that I was kind of seeing at the time. She stood me up. For some reason, she was being weird. She wasn't really ready at the time we were supposed to meet. Kept delaying. Then eventually, she said she wouldn't be able to make it. I was furious. I wasn't going to make the ceremony anyway. And I was so upset at her lack of communication that I considered not going to the wedding at all. But then I decided to go anyway. Kind of just to spite her. (laughs) I arrived super late and the reception was already underway. I sat at a random table and randomly saw her and her group of friends sat down at the table and she sat next to me. I was immediately impressed by how how pretty she looked and was like, whoa, where did she come from? And had a really cool conversation with her throughout the night. I very quickly forgot about why I was angry to begin (laughs) with and that wedding became one of the best nights of my life. We didn't even exchange phone numbers or anything that night, but after that is when we started talking and we've been married for almost five years now. The girl that stood me up called me a couple of times throughout the night, but I didn't even notice. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not so sure if this is a meet cute or anything like that, but I just wanted to write in. So thanks, Rod. And that definitely is a meet cute. Yes, I I love that. The fact that he was supposed to go with another girl makes it all the better. Uh (laughs) That is like, oh, sorry, girlfriend. That really is right out of a rom com. It is. It absolutely is. So thanks, Rod, for that story. Yes. Uh, Our next email comes from Rhonda and Rhonda is one of our Twitter followers Mm -hmm. and she is a lot of fun to interact with and talk about the episodes and she sent us her love story. Uh, Rhonda says, I met my albatross in high school and quickly recognized him for a man among boys, which is pretty cool considering you're in high school because high school boys are dumb. Are dumb. (laughs) His honor was evident in the way he treated others, but most importantly in the way he lived his life. At such a young age, I wasn't convinced that he was my beloved, 
but he says he knew that we were destined from the first. Aww. So, like a tempered early bird, I ran from his love and attended college four <laughs> states away to prove my independence and sense of adventure. <laughs> now, here is where my story becomes our own. While in college, my classes were hard but satisfying. My friends were diverse and interesting. I dated casually, always searching for the one that would fit my soul, someone that would make my heart flutter. Time passed. My journey became too strenuous and my heart became ill. My body became weak and I yearned for home. The longer I stayed away, the weaker I became. All the while, unbeknownst to me, my albatross worked hard, going through the movement of preparing a life that he knew in his soul would happen, creating a home for me to settle in when I finally came back to him. He became stronger in his faith of our love. Chance meetings passed, time moved so fast and yet so slowly, but finally we were reunited by fate and a few close friends. The struggles we faced were fought together. My insecurities almost did me in, but his determination kept me flying. His never-ending, never-doubting love was made obvious to me when he brought me to our home, our future, the one that he'd worked on so quiet, so quietly and diligently while I pursued a dream. Life's journey has been full of children and laughter, tragedy and tears, but after 28 years, I know my albatross, my hunter, was designed to be my once-in-a-lifetime loved, placed in my path at such a young age by God himself. That That's was really sweet. such a sweet story and yeah. so well-written. Rhonda, thank you so much for sharing that with yeah, us. Yeah, super sweet. Okay, our next one is from Kimberly. Um, she says, my husband and I met in training. We were in a class of 12 and I sat several rows away from him. I plotted, schemed, and manipulated others to get me moved by him in our training room. <laughs> I left a note on his computer with my phone number one day. Shout out to you, Kimberly, because that's a boldness I don't know that I would personally have. Amen. <laughs> I left a note on his computer with my phone number one day when our training was almost done. He called and we went out on a date. The next day, he had another date that was set up before I gave him my phone number and he, did not, and he didn't know that I knew about it. I had overheard a secretary in the office bragging to another worker about setting him up, setting him up with her niece. He went on to the date, left it early, and called me when he got home. <laughs> I cheekily asked him if he had enjoyed his latest date, and there was a good 10 seconds of silence. Again, the boldness. <laughs> I love it. He finally said, I don't know how you know about it, but I was miserable and thought of you the whole time. The next day, I stopped by the secretary and whispered, tell Tammy better, better luck next time. <laughs> 20-something years and two kids later, we still work together in the same office. <laughs> so that's so awesome, Kimberly. And I love how cheeky you are. I love it. I love it. I told her that that he got the better girl too. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. So our next one comes from um, Linne. Lena. Lena. I think it's Lena. Sorry. Lena, if we mispronounced your name, yeah. I apologize. She says... My favorite in-real-life love story is the story of my great-aunt and her husband of 50-plus years. My great-aunt and a girlfriend walked on the Langelinje Pier in Copenhagen. Sorry, I probably totally butchered that. Um, so her great-aunt and girlfriend were walking on a pier in Copenhagen mm -hmm. in February when an American Navy ship docked, and they soon found themselves surrounded by soldiers. One caught my great aunt's eye, and before the ship left one hour later, she had herself a boyfriend. They corresponded for the next six months while the young man served on board the ship. And when he left the Navy, he flew straight to Copenhagen and married her, 
brought her home to his family in the States, and they've got five kids and a gaggle of grandkids. So cool. So cool. I love that. That actually reminds me of my grandparents' love story. Oh, really? Yeah. So my grandfather was a medic in the army, Mm -hmm. and he was stationed in Japan for a while. Mm -hmm. And while he was there, he met a girl who was working on base, a Japanese girl Mm -hmm. uh, named Reiko, who was my grandmother. And he fell in love with her. He um, ended up getting sent back to the States, but Mm -hmm. they corresponded the whole time. And it took him a few months, but he did everything he could to get stationed back in Japan. And when he got back over there, he married her and brought her back to the United States. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I love that. (laughs) My grandpa saw my grandma. My mom could probably tell the story better, but... He saw her, I don't know if they were like at a restaurant, somewhere where there was like dancing. Mm -hmm. And he saw her across the room and looked at his friend next to him and bet him $10 that he would marry that woman one day. No way. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. And, you know, of course, when my grandpa told it, it was like, well, you know, I couldn't lose (laughs) 10 bucks, but anyhow. That's awesome. Yeah. And they were married for well over 60 years before she passed away Mm -hmm. and then he did a few years later. So that's so awesome. Yeah. Okay, our next one. Was it my turn? Mm -hmm. Okay. Alina's story. Yeah, so we have one from Alina. She says, my husband and I met our first week of law school. He plotted and had another classmate invite me out. After a pretty intense first week of classes, I agreed and went out bar hopping. He was a little nervous and had way too much to drink. Mm -hmm. We all ended up at a Denny's where he tried to feed himself chicken fingers. She says his favorite when he's drunk. (laughs) (laughs) But had a little coordination issue, so I helped him out. Long story short, I knew he liked me, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to date anyone in school. He won me over when he bought all the girls in our study group flowers just so he could give me some, but not make me feel awkward. I love that. Ten points to your husband. Seriously. (laughs) I put him out of his misery and kissed a few nights later. We'll be together 10 years in September and married five years this Friday at the time she wrote this. Yeah, so this they just had their a few five. weeks ago. Yeah, uh-huh. they just had their five-year anniversary. Yeah. So happy anniversary to Alina yeah, and her husband. so cute. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. He's like, I don't want to make her feel awkward, so I'll buy all the girls flowers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So our next one's just a, a quick little funny one from Elizabeth. And she says, my husband and I were a Match.com meetup back when it was newer, i.e. 2004. A man pulled up in a big Dodge truck. This tall guy with a military buzz cut gets out and I secretly think, awesome truck. I hope that's my date. And here we are nearly 15 years and two kids later. I joke that the reason I started dating him was because of his truck. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever works. Yep. Okay, next we have Rosalia. I, Rosalia, I always want to call you Rosalia, but Me I'm too. pretty sure it's Rosalia. I always say Rosalia in my head, yeah. but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Rosalia, I'm but sure. correct us if we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, she. It's actually the story of her ex, but she says, we met online. I was 17 and used to go to cyber cafes with my friends after school. My ex messaged me on a chat room with a very lame line (laughs) i told him in a few very color in a very colorful way what i thought of his method to pick up girls he asked me for advice and we kept chatting we talked almost every day and became friends months later when i turned 18 he asked me on a date he was 22 i refused at first but he kept asking from time to time until i said yes and we were together for 13 years 
So I was impressed with his persistence. Yeah. And the fact that he was like, okay, well, if this was a terrible way to pick up a girl, give me advice. Yeah. Like, he was Oh, that to- didn't work? Okay, what will work? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, next we have Justine's and hers. Yeah, you'll see. It's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> she says, I was 14 years old and a freshman in high school. He was 15 and a sophomore. My mother was dropping me off at an audition, and I saw him walking with his sister from about 100 yards away. I felt like the wind had been knocked out of me. Then I told my mother that I would marry him one day. He was also in the auditions. We made eyes at one another the whole time. We both got roles in the play and hung out backstage during rehearsals over a lot of the next couple of months. We dated. It was intense. Very intense. After three months, he broke up with me because I mispronounced the word voluptuous. (laughs) I mean, hey, I love me a good grammar cop, but. (laughs) I just feel like what a teenage response. It (laughs) cracks me up. Okay, sorry. Uh, Anyway, to continue with with her story. Um, Oh, I missed it. Here we go. It made him realize that I wasn't perfect. I was devastated when he broke up with me. I stayed friends with his sister, we, and we continued to be in many plays together. I pined for him for the rest of high school, but dated other people. And a few years later after high school, his sister told him that I was engaged and getting married soon. He called me in the middle of the night. He came to visit the following weekend with my fiancé's consent. We talked for 48 hours straight. Nothing happened. I wasn't unfaithful at all. And he left. We emailed. We chatted on the phone during my commute. And I wasn't any less in love with him than I was the first day I laid eyes on him. I left my fiancé. And then we dated long distance. Three months later, I moved across the country to be with him. It's been 19 years of pure bliss. Hmm. We can't keep our hands off each other. And we only ever fight about wanting more time together. I love that. I love it. (laughs) I love it. And yeah, I just, that's hilarious teenage decision making (laughs) that he broke up with her because she mispronounced Uh the word voluptuous (laughs) i mean my goodness she was 14 (laughs) oh too funny um okay our next one is from jackie she says mine is kind of cute i met my husband through mutual friends my first month into my freshman year in college and thought he was adorable but he had a girlfriend who was and still is awesome we heart her i went home and told my friends that i was going to marry matt But not really because he has a girlfriend. Sad trumpet noise. (laughs) (laughs) A year later, his roommate asked me out on a date and I got home from dinner with his roommate. Matt called me and asked if I wanted to come over and hang out with him and some of his friends at their place. I made a stupid excuse about laundry because his roommate would be there and that would be weird. The next day, we sat together at a football game. Two years after that, we were married and we've been married almost 17 years. She writes, but my sister and her husband have the best story. Mm. My sister was taking music lessons at a music store in a different town from where we lived and met this cute little 16-year-old kid at the counter. They became best friends. As it turned out, they were in preschool together and our moms went to high school together. Over the next 10 years, they dated other people and had little crushes on the other one, but the timing was never right. One evening, they went out to get a drink looked across the table and pretty much said let's do this to absolutely no one's surprise they were married a year later i believe the phrase it's about damn time was used by multiple members of both families they've been married nine years (laughs) so good i love that (laughs) so cute like everyone's like finally yes geez yep (laughs) when the paths finally recross so good 
Okay, next we have Stephanie. She says it isn't that cute, but I think it is. I do too. <laughs> we were young and I was mean. <laughs> I can relate. Weren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> we had crossed each other's paths here and there for a few years, but never interact, never interacted anyway. I had a boyfriend during that time, and he's six months younger than me. So at 16 to 17, he was not on my radar as a younger guy. Fast forward to 1999. We were at a mutual friend's party when, with a little liquid courage, he approached me for the first time ever, saying he hadn't had a chance to talk to me and just wanted to say hi. Mind you, we had never spoken a word to each other before that. <laughs> I looked him in the eye and snottily said, do you even know my name? <laughs> this sounds so like you. This sounds so much like something you would do, Ashley. It totally is. I'm such a brat. <laughs> Ashley is really a brat. Oh, my gosh. And he replied, yes, it's Stephanie, right? A bit surprised, I responded, oh, well, I don't know yours. <laughs> Been married 17 years and he still says I'm feisty. I believe that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So good. <laughs> Ashley's the one who taught me that I didn't always have to be nice just because a no, guy was nice to me. you don't have to be. <laughs> they, no, don't des- they don't always. Well, yeah, sometimes they think you're, you just be nice. Yeah, your friendliness is not a right. Right. That's all I'll say about yeah. that. <laughs> Learned that from my mom. That's right. <laughs> okay, our next one is from Nata, I think is how you say mm. her name. Uh, She says, I replied to an ad online regarding a language exchange. We decided to meet in front of a bookshop. I mean, that's already good sign number one. You're meeting in front of a bookstore. Yeah. He said that he was blonde and wore glasses. I said that I looked Spanish and wore big colorful scarves that covered most of my face. It was December in Scotland. He arrived 10 minutes late. And by that time, I was already pissed off since I had tried to talk to the wrong guy. And his girlfriend thought that I was trying to steal her man. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) My first words were, you're late. Then I looked at his face and I thought he was beautiful. <laughs> According to him, he thought the same of me. We had a five hour, we had five hours long language exchanges for a month until he invited me to his place for a tea. I thought a tea meant something else, but he actually made one and we drank it. <laughs> she says in parentheses, he later confessed that he was extremely nervous. Aww. And well, British men love their teas. That was our beginning. So cute. Really cute. I love it. (laughs) Oh, this next one's really good. You want to read it? Sure. You should read it. Okay. So this is from, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I'm so sorry. I believe it's Irene is how you say it. And Irene writes, I love to say how I met my husband. It brings back all the feelings. I had just graduated from university and had to move back to my island, which I hated since it's a conservative environment. Also, I was in an on and off relationship with a guy uh, with horrible impact on my self-esteem, and I really needed to change the way my life was evolving since depression was hitting my door. One evening, my best friend invited me to go with her to an expedition. I'm sorry, exhibition. <laughs> when we went there, I sat, I sat at a chair and a fine looking man sat next to me. The truth is that although I was deep in my thoughts and was trying to figure out how to resolve my issues, I was very aware of this man's presence and felt his eyes on me more than once. When we left the exhibition, me and my best friend took the elevator. Before the doors closed, this fine young man jumped in too. My best friend introduced me to him since he was a lawyer as well. From that day and on, it was like I've been blessed. 
I ended the on and off relationship and started dating my now husband. Since then, we've been inseparable. He also admitted to me that he jumped on the elevator with the sole purpose of meeting me. Yay. I love that story. That's so good. <laughs> so sweet and so <laughs> Those beautiful. Those little split second decisions yes. that make all the difference and yes, then like, people end up together. Right. Or... Like what if he hadn't made it to the elevator uh-huh. and it was just – he was just this guy that was – good looking that you remember sitting next to you one day yeah. or yep. what if Kimberly hadn't left her phone number on the computer yeah. of her husband like those little things I where it, in the end it pays off it's so true <laughs> okay next we have Giselle's she says my husband and I met while we were in the military we lived in the same barracks and one night I was up late reading and had a craving for some M&M's so I ran down to the rec room to buy some in my super sexy mouse onesie, PJs, and bed hair. <laughs> I love picturing that. <laughs> yeah. That's, again, very relatable. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Comfort above everything. Right. For me, personally. I went past his room, and he was just sitting there watching TV with his door wide open like a weirdo. I decided the M&Ms weren't worth walking past creepy dude's room in the middle of the night. <laughs> After that, he started hanging around the office where I worked, making conversations with everyone in there he's a people person unlike me and pointedly ignoring me Hmm. then like a month after that he just asked me out completely out of the blue before i could think sorry excuse me completely out of the blue it took me so by surprise that i said yes before i could think of an excuse (laughs) he made himself scarce after that and i didn't see him until he showed up for our date he later admitted he knew i was going to back out if given the chance so he disappeared for a whole week so i couldn't smart man man he picked me up in his crappy 67 mustang he was rebuilding (laughs) we couldn't talk because the rumbling was so loud the windows couldn't be rolled up and i was cold so he brought a blanket his grandmother had knitted for him gosh this is such a good story it is honestly i don't know what i saw in him (laughs) I resisted him for months because I was adamant that I would not date outside of my race. Can't remember why I felt that way now. And a goofy white guy who couldn't dance. That was a people person and a chatterbox without a filter and so definitely not my type. Well, 19 years and three kids later, I guess he's my kind of type after all. (laughs) Oh, I love that one. Giselle, thank you so much for sharing that. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, here we go. Uh, Next one is from Amanda. And she says, in college at the student commons, I was sitting with my roommate and a guy she knew named Tom. Sorry, I read that with the wrong inflection. Let me start over. (laughs) Amanda says, in college at the student commons, I was sitting with my roommate and a guy she knew named Tom approached us and asked if we wanted to go to a nearby town to attend some get together thing. Anyways, she couldn't go because she had class, but I was up for an adventure and making new friends. So I said I would go. Tom picked me up that afternoon with two other girls and we headed out. 45 minutes later, I'm sitting in a stranger's, Tom's best friend's, apartment on the floor and wondering what the hell have I gotten myself into. (laughs) I asked Tom where his best friend was. He said he got out of the shower right before we arrived, so he was in his room getting changed. Tom is sitting on the couch with the two other girls and I'm sitting on the floor facing the door to this guy's bedroom. Didn't realize that at the time. And then out walks this tall, gorgeous man who went to my rival high school, who was on the varsity basketball team, and I remembered him. But up close, damn, she writes in all caps. My whole brain went blank except one thought. Wow. The five of us hanging out that night, and I couldn't 
the, the five of us hung out that night and I couldn't stop stealing glances at this gorgeous guy. I guess I made an impression too because two months later we were on our first date and two years later we got married. So good. <laughs> so good. Again, those chants like what if she wasn't up for an adventure? Yeah. I mean, Amanda, I wouldn't have blamed you if you were like, I'm not going somewhere with a random stranger without my friend. Yeah. So, yeah. So all it took was that one quick decision. So good. Okay, Jackie sent her grandparents. Mm -hmm. She said, this is so cute. She says, my grandparents spent on a blind date in 1942. They learned that they both had five siblings. Both of their mothers had red hair. They both had a sister named Charlotte. <laughs> and they both grew up on a ranch. Him a cattle ranch and hers a fruit ranch. They married in 1943 and he shipped out to serve in World War II shortly after that. They were married until his death in 1992. Yeah. So sweet. Love it. Um, our next one comes from Malena, and she says, my story is kind of, well, I'm not sure how to put it. I met my boyfriend 13 years ago now due to some unfortunate circumstances. A guy that I was seeing at the time cheated on me with my current boyfriend's sister. I confronted her through MSN Messenger, totally not upset with her. I just wanted to get the true story and finally catch him in a lie. And while I was talking to her, her brother, my current boyfriend, Happened to see my profile picture and thought I was cute. So, sister connected us and the rest is history. Two kids and 13 years later, he's my best friend and my prince charming. At least it was a happy ending. So And good. that's true. I mean, hey, we yep. love an HEA, so. Very much so. Yeah. So that's all of our that's listener all, stories. All of our listener stories. So, we so thank you guys for uh -huh. submitting those and sending them to us. Yes, they gave us all the feels. Yeah, and we figured we would... Uh, finish by telling our own stories yeah so who do you think should start um i don't know mine I, <laughs> I, yeah i'll do my best to condense mine i know that's how i feel i it, feel like mine was long yeah <laughs> and it's funny you go first. okay so it's funny because ashley i've you know we've mentioned this before ashley and i have been friends for the better part of two decades now yeah and it's funny because i technically have her and her now husband, Eric, mm -hmm. to thank for my husband and I getting together. So Ashley's family has known my husband, Jason. They've known Jason forever. Forever. One and of my brothers-in-law went to high school with him. Yes. Or went to high school with his sister. Yes. Yeah. So like and they all hung out. Years and years and years. Yes. Him. Yeah. And now Jason's like two best friends or Ashley's two brothers-in-law. Yeah. And yeah. So he's <laughs> he's just very well he's connected mingled with into my family. Ashley's family. Yeah. So I technically had like known him and probably met him several times. Yeah. Um, But not in any real way. Right. Well, at the time, Ashley and I were roommates with – um our other friend Martha mm -hmm. and we rented a house and of course we were three girls living on our own and didn't necessarily know how to like always fix problems right <laughs> that happened and something had happened in one of our bathrooms and so the three of us were all sharing one small bathroom and I was like hey Ashley isn't your guys's friend Jason like doesn't he do plumbing or construction or something and maybe he can, like, come and fix stuff at our house. Like, you know, we'll pay him. I'm not looking for anything for free. But you can't be too careful. You're three girls who live on your own. You don't mm -hmm. just want to let any random person into your house. Yeah. So um, I thought maybe Ashley would ask him for help. But I wound up seeing him somewhere at, like, a group outing for our church. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to approach him and ask him myself. So I walked up and I was like, hi, I'm Kristen. I'm one of Ashley's roommates. Um, 
I was just wondering if maybe you had time this weekend to come look at some um, issue in our in one of the showers in our bathroom. We'll pay you, blah, blah, blah. So he agrees. He's like, yeah, I'll come over Sunday afternoon. So he comes over and, you know, I think he felt bad because he could see that we're like three girls who clearly live on a budget. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and Jason is a helper. He absolutely is. Even to this day, he, yeah. I knew he would do it because that's Jason. Yes. Yeah. And it was funny because you actually were a little bit like apprehensive about asking him because you didn't want him to feel like he was being taken advantage of. Because everybody asks him for stuff. Everybody asks him for, (laughs) even to this day, everyone asks my husband for something. Um, So anyhow, I think it worked out better that I asked him because I was like, we'll pay you, we'll this, even though he clearly had no intention of taking our money. So I said, okay, well, if you're not going to take our money, mm-hmm. I'll feed you. We always had people hanging out like after church on Sunday. So there and was a- Kristen loves to cook and she's a great cook. I do love to cook. Thank you. Um, there's always a bunch of us at the house. So I was like, I'll cook food for everyone. I'll feed you while you're there. Mm-hmm. It's all good. So over the course of the afternoon after he had fixed the issue, um, I just realized like he was just really funny. Like I was laughing a lot. Like that's probably the most time I'd ever spent with him. Mm-hmm. Um other than just like I said, chance meetings here and there. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's so funny. And yeah, he's like fun to be around. And I went to work later that night, still thinking about him. And but I was like, okay, well, this is just a crush. It can't really go anywhere because he's 11 years older than mm-hmm. me. So and I'm already like, he looks at Ashley like a little sister. Ashley and I are the same age. He's probably just like, I'm helping my little sister's friend out. Right. Whatever. And so many people, everybody knew Jason had basically vowed to never get married. Yeah, he was perpetually single. <laughs> yes. And had no plans nope, to ever marry. No intention of changing that. Yeah. So, yeah. But I couldn't let it go. So <laughs> I actually thought about, huh, well, I wonder if there's something I could break. And then he could come back over and, like, <laughs> fix it at our house. But we ended up having, like, a garbage disposal, is- another actual issue. Right. He came back over at one point to fix it, and I fed him again. Then he, because, again, he's a helper, he had realized all three of us girls, our cars were, like, in terrible shape. Terrible. They needed oil changes, Horrible. all this stuff. So he he was like, hey, it looks like you guys need a lot of work done. I can do it. I eat out a lot. It's nice to have, like, a home-cooked meal. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Like, I'll come over bring a couple friends like we'll work on your cars fix the stuff we need to you just make us food okay cool so then that kind of started him coming around more regularly regularly Mm -hmm. yes um and then yeah so it just led to me inviting him over whenever we were were having other people over yeah like hey a bunch of us are coming over do you want to come hang out because again i felt like i had to be super um like not vague what's the word i'm looking for but basically like not look too you didn't want to be pushy yeah yeah like hey just come hang out with me so it was always like hey everyone's coming over you should come too yeah and he pretty much always accepted the invitation Mm -hmm. so this went on for a couple months (laughs) and you know at this point ashley and martha both know that i like him yeah but they're both like you know just be careful don't expect anything right and one day i was trying to figure out what to cook and i was like man i don't know what to make and of course i'm like i want to impress him Mm -hmm. and this guy Eric, who Ashley was interested in, you guys weren't even dating or anything yet, I don't think. Uh, he, are you sure? Or maybe you were. Maybe you had just started dating. Yeah. Everything was very new. Yeah. And I said, Eric said, Hey, you know, 
I, there's this recipe my mom makes me for my birthday and I only get it once a year and it's so good. It's Rachel Ray's chicken curry in a hurry. Yeah. So I was like, all right, hey, I'll try it. I'd never made anything like that before. I made it. And of course, under the guise of making it for everyone, mm -hmm. but really it was for Jason and we all sit down to eat and he got kind of quiet. He was, I mean, he's not like a super talkative person, but once he's comfortable and he was, you know, he was comfortable around all of us at this yeah. point. He, he'll be chatty. Yeah. So yeah. it was a little out of character that he was being kind of quiet and didn't stay and hang out for very long. I was just kind of like, I got to go and left. So then I'm like, okay, that's weird. Does well, he hate curry? Right. Like, okay, <laughs> but he ate and like, you know, whatever. Trying to think, again, too much into it. He came, he hung out with us, he left. Well, it turns out, I found out a couple weeks passes, he calls me and asks if um, I want to hang out one night. And it was initially a plan like for a bunch of us to like go down um, somewhere to a different city. We call it down the hill where we live. But anyhow, we we're going to go down the hill. Basically, everyone backed out. Yeah. And it wound up being just him and I. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, man, I hope he doesn't think, you know, like this. I orchestrated this. Right. Yeah. But it was fun. Like we um, we went down. We went to dinner. Just kind of like chatted. Got to know each other a little better. It was fun. I kind of started to question like maybe does he like me? Like he's asking me a lot of questions and trying to get to know me. But also maybe he's just being polite because he didn't want to be like, oh, well, if everyone else cancels, I'm canceling too. Right. Wasn't sure, but I came home with a huge smile on my face. It was – I was like, whatever. I still got to spend time with him. And then he sought me out at work the next day, came in and, like, sat in my section. I was a waitress at the time and asked if we could go to coffee later that week. And so we did. <laughs> and basically, we sat down and he spilled his guts to me. Basically, for the last <laughs> couple of weeks, he had realized, like, I think I, like, feel something for this girl, but – like, what are people going to say? You know, we're over 10 years apart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are going to think that I was only coming around because I liked her. But I only just realized that. And he says he realized it when he ate the chicken curry. Like, <laughs> something just hit him. <laughs> something hit him. And he was so overwhelmed. Like, he didn't know what to do with it. So he just left. <laughs> he was overcome with love. <laughs> <laughs> he just left because he didn't know what to do. And yeah, and so he basically like just sought out advice of people, you know, some guys he trusted who were basically mm -hmm. like, who cares if you're 10 years apart? Like, yeah. that doesn't matter. You know, have you told her how you felt? Has she right. told you how she felt? Maybe she doesn't even feel this way. And, right. you know, you guys need and to you're sit. you're worrying for nothing. Right. You just need to sit it out and like talk. <laughs> so that's what we did. And I initially kind of started laughing because I couldn't believe what he was saying because I was like, I've actually been waiting for you to say this for like three months now. Yep. And I wasn't sure and I didn't want to push you or seem too uh, pushy or um, too aggressive mm -hmm. because I didn't know, you know, you're just, you're very nice. You're so helpful. You do a lot of things for people. I didn't yeah. want to read into that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I know that's where his heart was. He really was just trying to help us out. Yeah. Um, but once he realized, like, oh, shoot, I have feelings for this girl. Yeah. Like, what do I do with those? Like, this wasn't in my plan. Yeah. And, yeah, so he swears to this day that it was the magical chicken curry <laughs> that finally turned the light bulb on <laughs> in his head. So had Eric, again, weird little snap decisions. Yep. Had Eric not said, hey. Not requested chicken curry in a hurry. Make chicken curry in a hurry for dinner tonight. <laughs> who knows what would have happened. So we started dating not long after that. And... Yeah, we will be married for eight years this year. And that was just over 10 years ago that mm -hmm. all of that happened. Yeah. So 
pretty crazy. Oh, and one of the things he had said, and he's not like a super like feelings sharing kind of guy, but my favorite thing that he said was when he was telling me everything about how he felt, he said, I think what like scared me was that I realized that you were, that you're something I didn't know I was missing. And yeah, I basically melted into a puddle right there. And and that was that. So good. He's so good. So thanks, Ashley. (laughs) Thanks for my husband. It's funny. I'm the youngest of three girls. Mm -hmm. And because there are seven years between myself and my eldest sister. Mm -hmm. And I think me always being around, you know, I was 14. 13 or 14 when my oldest sister got married Mm -hmm. so having a brother-in-law very early in life Mm -hmm. there were guys kind of around um my life who were kind of connected with our family because of my brothers-in-law um and my other brother-in-law was has always been very open to me Mm -hmm. and always would invite me to do stuff with my sister and him uh, they would let me tag along for a lot of stuff it was very sweet sarah and Corey, right yeah yeah yeah. so um (laughs) I think because of that, you know, they had these friends that were always around. Right. So there were always these kind of single guys around. And I think that my family was always secretly hoping that I would end up with one of them. Uh But I was always – I felt like it was one of those things where you know and they know, like, this is never going to happen. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because, again, I'm like a little sister figure for them. But so it was – I, it, I felt like it was the next best uh-huh. thing for us to almost kind of get Jason into the family was for him to marry Kristen. <laughs> it's funny, too, because your, mo- your mom said that to me one day, like, well, we couldn't have him in the family the way we thought, but you're basically family, yep. so it's the next best thing. Yep. <laughs> and I love it that. It works. It works. So let's see. The year was – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This is a good one, guys. Strap in. Oh, gosh. I don't even know if I should tell the entire thing or just the beginning. But um, I was about 19. I think I had just turned 20 at the time when I met my husband. And it was funny because he had been kind of hanging around with a mutual group of friends. Mm -hmm. At that time, Kristen and I were roommates with our other friend, Martha. Martha's a couple years younger than us. Right. And at the time... Actually, I'm sorry. We Mel was our other roommate. Okay, and so um, yeah, because Martha wasn't living with us yet. Oh, that's because right. Mel, Mel hadn't, hadn't moved. moved. Uh huh. She was still living with us. So Mel moved for her love story too. She did. She did. <laughs> she moved two states away to be with. She did. to be with her now husband. Yeah, they have a really good story as they well. They do. So um, at the time, I the previous summer, I had just broken up with a boy I thought I was going to marry. It didn't work out. And I knew, I basically came to the conclusion that if I married him, we would both end up miserable. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of just face the cold hard facts that this wasn't good. Guys, I had a promise ring and everything. It was kind of brutal. It was was a rough breakup, I remember. It was rough. It was a rough, yeah. Anyway. There There was a lot of movie watching. Yeah. So (laughs) after that, I basically was like, I'm happy being single. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pursue a relationship. I am just going to live my best life on my own. And I was super happy being mm-hmm. single at the time. Everything was going really well. I was in school. I was working. I was really involved in church. And yeah. 
suddenly I, you know, we had this group of friends and this guy kind of started hanging around and we started serving in the same ministry together at Mm -hmm. church and I start seeing him and I'm like, man, you know, there's something about this guy. Well, at the time, Kristen and I would have people over pretty much every Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. We helped with the high school uh, youth group at church and we would, we kind of had an open door policy. Yeah. And every Wednesday night we would have the kids over, anybody who wanted to, and we would order pizza or we would make a big meal Mm -hmm. and everybody would just hang out. Well, one of the people who started coming was this guy, Eric. (laughs) And from the start, I was like... What is it about this guy? I was so intrigued by him. <laughs> he was really funny. I was like, he was goofy. He always oh, made us laugh. Super goofy. He was like ridiculous, <laughs> out of control goofy. Yep. He lo- obviously loved attention, <laughs> which is the opposite of me. Completely opposite. And but he was just so funny, mm-hmm. and I felt like everything he said, I would laugh at. So. And I, I can was, attest to this. This was not like Twitter pated flirty, everything you say is funny. Like Eric really is he's a funny. funny guy. Yeah, he's really <laughs> funny. So and so there's something about his sense of humor mm-hmm. that appeals to me. Mm-hmm. I we have a similar sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So I particularly think that he is hilarious. <laughs> so I basically immediately had a crush on him and I kept thinking about him and I was like, man, this is terrible timing. I've been so happy being single. But I really like this guy Mm -hmm. and he kept coming around, but he didn't seem interested in me at all. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we were just around each other. Well, that summer we ended up spending a lot more time together. And at one point we started actually talking. Mm -hmm. And I remember one night, it was a Wednesday night, I think, and we had had a bunch of people over and he and I ended up kind of by ourselves and we had kind of the best conversation we had ever had. Mm. And, you know, before we were always surrounded by people and there was never time for deep, in-depth conversation. Right. That's how I felt about the dinner Jason and I ended up having that was supposed to be like a big group thing. Right. So mm -hmm. we ended up just talking and we talked for a long time. And that night he ended up calling me and we talked on the phone for three hours Mm -hmm. and we just realized we had so much stuff in common. He really loves music and I really love music and we just kept talking. So basically after that, that was in the springtime and after that we just spent more and more time together. Mm -hmm. We happened to go on all these group outings with other people yep eric came over to the house a lot more Uh (laughs) uh-huh and that september he sat me down and very adorably told me that he liked me (laughs) (laughs) and i remember oh my gosh i remember telling him well i like you too and he almost giggled (laughs) i can picture it i can totally picture it he was it was so it was so sweet Hmm. and you know this felt this felt big to me because he was one of the first guys that i liked first Mm -hmm. and that i kind of had to work for Uh that sounds terrible but you know i felt like he had to and and come to find out later on he told me that at the beginning of our relationship, he thought I was a ditz, first of all. Because, Which is like the furthest thing from the truth. It's so funny. Yeah. And he thought that I was fake because I would laugh at everything he said. And oh. he's like, there's no way I'm this funny. This girl is, why is she pretending to laugh at everything that I say? 
but <laughs> yeah, but I legitimately just thought he was really funny, and oh. but he had he hadn't gotten to know me, mm-hmm. so he didn't realize that I wasn't just faking it to I, I don't know flirt and be a ditzy idiot. <laughs> well, and you're just not you're not a naturally like. You don't always have a smile plastered on your face. No. So you can be hard to read if you don't know. Yeah. So I can – all right. I can yeah. see where he – I'm a little more reticent. Yes. And I can sometimes have, you RBF. know – RBF? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So we we dated and I've kind of touched on this. I but say, yeah, you talked about it a little bit a few episodes I back. I did, yeah. Um, Went through stuff some happened. rough times. Yes. Uh-huh. My family didn't approve after we uh, had initially gotten engaged, and that pretty much crushed me because I was head over heels with this guy, mm-hmm. and I was – I'm like, he is the one that I want. Mm-hmm. He's perfect for me. This is so easy. Everything was always so easy between us, um, and my – family asked me to take a step back from him to kind of they thought that there were red flags that I wasn't seeing they thought I was kind of blind to stuff so they asked me to take a step back for a few months and we actually spent a few months not talking to each other um and then I didn't see Ashley very much during this time either guys it was a rough time yeah we weren't living together anymore Mm -hmm. I was living back with my parents which I think made it worse Mm -hmm. um and, you know, I was an adult, but I was trying to be respectful of my parents because I thought, well, they love me. They're trying yeah, to – Yeah, your family loves you. Yeah, they they want the best for me. Right. So, sure, if they think this is what I should do, then I'll do it. And if nothing has changed, then I'm going to marry him. Mm-hmm. So I spent the most miserable three months of my life being away from him. And we didn't talk. We didn't see each other. It was horrible. Uh, and this was after we had dated, gosh, almost two years. It had to have been almost two years. Yeah. So meanwhile, all my friends are getting married mm-hmm. and I'm in all of their weddings. Yeah, because I was engaged by then and you guys have been together a little longer than Jason and I. And yeah, we've been together. For a few months. Yeah, we'd been together almost two years at that point. So yeah, you guys have been together mm-hmm. a while. So I'm in the weddings of all of my friends. <laughs> And helping all my friends plan their weddings after Gosh, this I... This makes me want to cry now. I didn't even think about that. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I was getting married. After... Martha was getting married. Oh, yeah. Stacy was already married. Oh, I remember I that. was in Sarah's wedding. Okay, he let was me in put the wedding. this into... Wasn't he in the wedding too and you guys weren't together? I don't think so. Oh. So let me put this into perspective for you guys. In the space of three years... Mm-hmm. Or four years, I was in 12 weddings. Yeah. And I was the maid of honor for two of those weddings. Mm-hmm. So I felt like 27 dresses come to life. <laughs> Only I knew the man that I yeah. wanted to marry. But it was like I couldn't I couldn't do you it. Couldn't I was being held him. back from him. And it was horrible. <laughs> I had had the ring. And then we basically, yeah, broke up for those three months. Well, New Year's Day of... Following those three months, because it was from October to yep. January. New Year's Day of 2011. And it was like at midnight. I was with my friend Celeste, and I kept thinking about him. I kept thinking about him. I'm like, I wonder what he's doing. And my friend Celeste, God bless her, she said, just call him, Ashley. Mm-hmm. The, it's a new year. Right. The time is up. Mm-hmm. You've spent your time apart. Call him and see right. see what happens. That's true. Worst he can do is be like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And you're in the same yeah, spot you were 10 minutes ago. Yeah, because that's what I was ago. thinking. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, 
it, we've spent three months away from sure. each other not talking. What if he's over it? Yeah. Not every guy is going to be like, sure, I'll wait three months for you and then act like well, nothing right. has happened. Well, yeah, in his three months, his mind could go to a lot of different places than oh, yeah. your mind was in those yep, three months. Exactly. So I had no way of knowing where he was at at that point. So I called him. And we only talked for like five minutes. We just said, hi. I asked how he was. And then I remember after I got off the phone, Celeste looked at me and Hmm. she said, you have no idea how much your face lit up the second you said hi to him. And the whole time you were talking on the phone with him. And hey, he answered the phone. That's a good sign right there. He did. And so I was elated, but at the same time, I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And um, it took another couple months and we started talking again, but I basically made the decision mm-hmm. to get back together Dive with into him. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to do this. We're talking about the rest of my life. This right. isn't a light decision. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that I want. Mm-hmm. So we went, I went to his house and we went for a little walk and we were talking and I told him. And we ended up back together and I basically sat my parents down and I said, I love you and I understand that you love me and I just want you to know that I hope you'll be in my life forever, but I am getting back together with him and we're going to get married. Mm -hmm. And they came around and now they are, they love him. Uh Um, We got married nine months later and finally... (laughs) And he and Gilbert are like little buddies. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a long road and I felt Mm -hmm. like it took absolutely forever for us to get married. But he is the absolute best. Mm -hmm. I have a chronic illness and we started our marriage off that way with me really ill. And he had to help me dress and do all these things for me. Mm -hmm. And he just... He's the best. He's amazing. And I love him so much. Did I ever tell you what your sister Danielle told me about that? What? No, you didn't. So (gasps) Well, because my whole family came around to him when they saw how he was going, how he already was taking care of me and how he was going to take care of me. Danielle. Even before we got married. Danielle had told me, it, it was either right before or right after you guys got married. And I don't remember why this came up. We were probably just talking about your wedding. Mm-hmm. And she had basically said, like, yeah, that won me over. Like, he – she saw him putting on your seatbelt for you one day. Like, strapping you, like, in yeah, the car because you just me. couldn't reach it. Yeah. And – Because my – Like, yeah. Because I was in too much pain. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even put on a seatbelt. And that just, like, meant so much oh and, gosh. like, said so much to her. So – so I made the yep. right decision, uh-huh. you guys. <laughs> this June, we'll have been married seven years. Yes. So, yep. and it's been about 11 years since we started dating. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are our stories. Those are our I stories. feel like mine took absolutely forever. That's so how I'm I sorry felt. about that. <laughs> but it's hard to condense it, it is your own story. Yeah. And, and like, I feel oh, like I remember so a many lot details. happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. I still feel like there were details like I mulled over, but I totally I hit all the main points. So. Yeah. But hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Yes. And hopefully you enjoyed other people's stories. Thank you, everybody, for sharing. Yes, we appreciate it because, you know, those are sometimes those are really vulnerable things to share. And, right. Um, yeah. So we appreciate that you entrusted those to us. And hey, who knows? Maybe we'll get to do one of these episodes yeah. every so often. So if you have one and you didn't submit this time or didn't do it in time, 
um, we still want to hear from you. So yeah, because we we just love love. So yes. if you have a love story or know of one, email it to us at mm-hmm. dizzy4dzpodcast at gmail.com and yep. maybe we'll get to read it in an upcoming episode. Totally. So hopefully this was an okay substitution for you guys for yes. our regular episode. Yes. I am on vacation this week. So yeah, we've got a lot happening. Yeah. We couldn't record episode 10 this right. week, but we wanted to give you guys something. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this was good enough to hold you over. Yeah. And until uh, next week. Yeah. Until next week when we discuss volume 10. That's right. We'll see you guys next time. Go to shoes. Go to shoes.